Hey guys, before I before we head on to today's podcast episode, I would like you to check on uh, our Amazon shop. We're doing a Black Friday offer, 70% on all our books on our Amazon on our Amazon shop, Sift by Amazon FBA. You can either head on to our website, www.siftgroup.net. That is S-I-F-T group.net. And then you'll find the link over there. Or you can also head on to Amazon and uh, type in Kiama Bestsellers or Augustine Kiama and you'll find our Amazon shop and we're doing a 70% offer from tomorrow up until uh, Black Friday so be sure to check that out some are able to achieve them while others struggle join us on our journey to educate thousands of our followers on business, finance and psychology Hey guys, and welcome to episode 24 on the SIF podcast. And as you guys know, we did episode 23 with Legal Pithia. We had Jeremy Bowman here, the CEO of Legal Pithia, talking about his tech startup uh, in Scotland and here in Germany. And if you haven't listened to that, make sure to listen to that. And also, if you haven't told your friends about it, make sure to tell your friends about our very amazing podcast. And also share it with your friends, share it on social media, on your platforms. And also give us your feedback on what you think you want, you would like to hear from Safe Podcast. Now, to get back on to today's topic, I wanted to talk and have a really, really brief podcast episode. Because this week I'll be doing two podcasts, episode one, which is this one, episode 24, and then episode 25, which I will be doing with Flix Talk Kenya, the amazing uh, techpreneurs in Kenya, e- in e-commerce, that is www.flixtalke.com. They're in alert at the moment. They have amazing deals on uh, Black Friday. So make sure to go and check that out. And on Thursday or probably on Friday, you, you'll get to listen to them. I'm talking to them on, on Thursday. So maybe if I manage to upload the podcast episode on Thursday, you get to listen to it on Thursday or on Friday. Either way, go ahead and check them that out. But now going back to today's podcast, which will be quite short. And um, I want to talk about self awareness but now in the perspective of personal growth and why i think most people should invest in uh, their personal growth and how that has impacted me on different levels and my life on different levels and it stems back to the time when i was done with high school and i moved to germany when i was doing volunteership i did work here for one year voluntarily and it was at that time when I was pretty much, you know, in quotes, finding myself, understanding what it is I really wanted to do. And I remember at that time, uh, since I had scored really, really well in my uh, in my high school, in my uh, in German they call it Abitur, or in my KCSC if you want, in in, in Kenyan uh, terms. I scored really, really well. So in my thinking, I was to study engineering or something to do with architecture or something in or something of the sort. Even medicine was in the back of my mind at that time because I was uh, volunteering in uh, something similar, in a facility similar to a hospital uh, during that time, taking care, of the, taking care of disabled kids. And, you know, during that time, learning about the different kind of uh, disabilities people have and how to go about them from epilepsy to all of that. And... It was in the back of my mind and it took me a while to notice that which I was passionate about when it came to my studies or when it came to my profession. And I remember I did two applications. I I applied for civil and structural engineering, but at the same time I applied for economics. And what happened was, I think for me it was more of fate, because really what happened was 
uh, I had applied to the Technical University of Darmstadt for engineering, but at the same time, economics at the University of Mainz or the Johannes Gutenberg University. But what happened was we had to do an entrance exam for the pre-university or, or the pre-college. In German, they call it the Studienkolleg. And what happens is I wrote both exams, but now Mainz or the University of Mainz gave me the admission pretty much earlier. And for me, it was like, I'm going with this one because this has already worked out. I'm going to study economics. But then really, I didn't realize that, like, what I was really passionate about because I was studying that because, you know, that's what we do. We finish high school and then we go to university. We study something and get a job. And pretty much that was it for me. So I had to turn down engineering and now, you know, focus on uh, studying finance and economics. But what really happened is that during my time studying, I'm also in my, currently I'm in my final year studying finance and economics. And during my time when I started studying at the university, what really happened was I became keen on how I was performing. I became keen on really how my performance was, um, how can I put it, like for the things that I was really passionate about, I would get really, really, really good grades and it would come so easy to me regardless of the language because I do study in German, which is a third, if not the fourth language to me. And uh, regardless of which language the exam was on if i was really passionate about the topic i would really really score very very high grades without like without even putting in much effort and when it came to other exams where i was really hmm, not really interested because you have to bear in mind that what I, what i study here at the university of mines is it's really broad it's um we have to at the final at the final year we have to specialize in three different categories and that is uh, either you go to econometrics that is statistics or you go into banking and finance or you go into entrepreneurship and digital marketing which I went to entrepreneurship digital marketing and management because now coming back to why I why I chose that and why I was really passionate and interested about that and the reason came to was. I became really passionate uh, in doing business at a very at a really really young age. I remember in high school when I was in um, I think the tenth grade, form two. I used to sell stuff at school, which was pretty much illegal, and I could have gotten suspended from school if I was caught doing that. But I remember I used to sell biscuits and peanuts and all of that, and I used to have this entrepreneurial spirit because I used to think to myself, if I can buy a box of biscuit that has 420, like I think it was like 400 biscuits inside, and sell each biscuit for two shillings, then I get like 800 shillings and I think the box used to cost me like 180 shillings to buy from a wholesale store. I can't really remember. I, mean, I used to sneak them in, which was kind of mischievous, but I really enjoyed the entrepreneurial spirit behind it on how I used to calculate how I will sell them. And I remember I used to sell... Uh, I used to sell also food from outside, inside the school, I used to sell peanuts, and I used to strategically know when to sell them, which is, you know, part of marketing price, place, uh, promotion, and product. So I knew, I, I used to know exactly when the students would become hungry, and they would, would not res resist the urge to buy, and I used to, like... It was it was usually during the night preps when we were studying, and at that time, if you had something that 
let's say if you had food that had really nice aroma and pull it out of your bag, it will get the interest of a lot of students. And that's that was exactly my strategy. Now, what happened is the aroma was doing the advertisement for me and I knew exactly when to sell it and where to sell it and to whom. Now, um, entrepreneurship came to me at a very young age and I didn't realize up until later and that was uh, pretty much last year when I realized that I'm really interested in, in entrepreneurship. I'm really interested in the whole startup process, in the whole business process. And it came to me also at a time when I was learning, uh, I was learning how to trade currencies, which for me was quite a really, really, really tough uh, thing to do and really had me to get out of my comfort zone studying uh, currency trading. That's why most of the time when someone approaches me and they're interested in, you know, they want my opinion on currency trading, I usually give a very, very lengthy opinion because one thing I came to understand, and I have to tell you guys, it's not for everyone. And if you want to trade currency, you're pretty much trying to do exactly what, you know, big banks are doing. I'm talking about the Goldman, I'm talking about BlackRock, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley. You're pretty much trying to do whatever it is they're doing. So it's really, really a ton of work. I can't lie to you. It's a ton of work. And we will have uh, a London trader in one of our next episode. Probably next week we have on, fri- on Friday have the interview with her. Now Na- Naomi got, uh, got a slide from London. And she'll also talk about it. And uh, now getting back to our topic. And... At the time when I was learning currency trading, I came across uh, the quote process of outcome from reading uh, Mike Belafour's book, One Good Trade, process of outcome. And process of outcome means a lot of, di- a lot of different things f- for me, and it's what I engraved into my lifestyle, my personality and everything, and it talks about, you know, enjoying the process and doing it because of the, of the process. And then the outcome will just come. Focus more on the process, on how you get somewhere, and not on the outcome. If you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, if you listen to all his podcasts and his YouTube videos and his social media posts and all that, he, talk, he always talks about buying the New York Jets. And one thing that he mentions quite clearly is always that he enjoys the process of struggling to buy the New York Jets, but not actually buying the New York Jets. He enjoys the process of struggling because it's a challenge for him and he enjoys that process. But he's not really actually interested in buying the New York Jets. It's because it's a, it's a team that he loves and yes, he would love to own. But then since it's, I don't know, like 10 times uh, more expensive than he can afford, he simply enjoys the process because now the process is forcing him to, you know, push his business, which is valued at, I think, anything between 100 and $150 million. But he enjoys the process of struggling and hustling to buy that. And that's the process of outcome uh, for me and also for everyone. It should be also for everyone. That's why SIFT, our motto is process over outcome and it will always be our motto and it should also be your your motto as well now i became really uh self i became quite fast um self-aware of what it is i really wanted and i started really working towards that now there's some things i can't really mention on the podcast because they're private information but now 
Once I became aware, I started investing a lot of my time, my energy in networking with the relevant people, developing skills on my own. Because you, you have to really understand, some of the things I do are not necessarily even attached with what I'm studying. Some of the things I do is... I spend a lot of time studying. Like I've spent, if I'm to be really honest, I've spent most of my school holidays in school. When now everyone else is not at school, I'm in school. And I use that time primarily to better myself. Now, I read a lot of books. I've read uh, books by Jack Canfield, Vanessa Van Edwards, Gary Vaynerchuk, Napoleon Hill, Steve Gary Blank. And one good book, by the way, if you want to get into entrepreneurship, Steve Gary Blank, he's the one who came up with the Lean Canvas. If you've studied entrepreneurship, the Lean Canvas, he's the one who came up with it. And he talks about, I think his book is called the... It's called the Startups Owner's Manual. Yes, the Startups Owner's Manual. Make sure to read that book because his teaching is very accurate and it's very realistic and you can relate to that. And then when it comes to now philosophy behind entrepreneurship, I've read a lot of Napoleon Hill. I do quote his quotes. I love the way, his story of way the, the way Napoleon, you know, strived for that what he wanted, working also with... Uh, working at uh, Thomas Edison and all of that. So make sure to read such books. And it's not only important now to have, like, the best of the best information and knowledge about, like, the market or the industry that you're in, but at the same time, uh, develop people's skills. And we had this conversation with Jeremy in our previous uh, podcast episode, developing people's skills. And that comes from, you know, first of all, understanding what kind of a personality and trait you have. Are you an ambivert? Are you an extrovert, an introvert. For most people, most people tend to be ambivalent. I'm also very ambivalent. I have my times when I'm really extroverted and I have a lot of extrovert, extroversial tendencies. But at the same time, I also love my own me time. And I do that a lot, mostly also in my travels. I like, I like to travel alone and at that time, you know, reflect on the next step that I, I, I want to take in whatever project that it's in my mind or whatever it is that I'm doing. So first of all, understanding what kind of a personality trait you have. And once you know that, because extroverts tend to have it easier when it comes to networking with the relevant people. Whereas introverts only have faces where they can really network with people quite well. Because introverts are not necessarily not extroverts. You can be like 70% introverted, but you have that 30%. Uh, extroversion in you so it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're completely blocked out from people and you can't really socialize and that it makes you uncomfortable no it only means that for you staying or networking with people for a very long time or staying in big crowds for a very long tra- time you feel a bit of you know battery drain you feel tired energy drain that's what being an introvert means and it doesn't mean you being on your own all the time and no that's not the that's not the most accurate definition. And if you want to get to learn more, read Captivate the Science of Succeeding with People by Vanessa Vanessa. She's an amazing author. I I read a lot of her content her content also on the science of I think it's called the science not so not, not quite sure. The science lab or something. Anyway, back to our topic. Now developing also people skills, which is quite important. And one way I, I, I did this was I realized how ambivalent I am and and once I realized that there are certain scenarios where I perform, certain scenarios in social settings where I perform better than other scenarios, I tweaked, I simply much tweaked 
my uh, behavior and my actions in such scenarios because now i when I realize that I'm not really networking with people, I now it's easy for me to recognize that I'm not performing at optimum when it comes to my social skills. And now I can tweak that. I can adjust that. I can ask, like, if 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 I'm in a networking event and I really want to network with someone because I think they're doing an amazing stuff and I think that maybe I can work with this person or maybe they can help me or I can help them, I can help them with something. And I feel like the kind of social settings we are in is not really favorable for me at the moment. What I will do is try and get their LinkedIn contract or their email. And now try try to set up a a one-on-one meeting. Pretty much like a coffee date, for example. A one-on-one meeting and talk to them, get to know them. I usually do a bit of background check on someone. Like I will check, like on when on the LinkedIn, like if they've mentioned they've done something. I will actually start digging deeper into them, which by the way is very important because now you have to know with the kind of people you're dealing with. You have to have some uh, information on them even before meeting them. And the reason why it's good to have sometimes information about someone even before meeting them is because now it helps a lot with starting up conversations and talking to them because now you can talk to them and tell them like, oh, by the way, I saw on your LinkedIn you worked you worked with Microsoft as uh, in the sales uh, department or marketing department and all that. And now maybe tell them, yeah, um, I've also been working in marketing, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you have something to talk about uh, with them now people skill is very important and for me i had to you know get myself out there and pretty much try and network with many people as possible and uh, sometimes it can become really really uncomfortable but then these are some of the things i'm telling you guys that is really really, really important and now once you've developed a few people skill it's also very important to you know be able to understand uh, other human beings and how they work. And that's one thing I really worked on. And one good source, and I'm going to say this again, one good source of studying, for example, micro micro expressions when it comes to people is from Vanessa Van Edwards. Knowing when someone is really engaged with your conversation, how to engage someone in your conversation with them. And also, knowing when someone is just really not interested Sorry, really not interested in whatever it is you're talking about. Because Vanessa Van Edwards goes around, you know, studying all. If you've watched um, Shark Tank in the in the US, it's pretty much similar to Dragon's Den in the UK or Lion's Den in Kenya. If you've watched Shark Tank, Vanessa Van, Van Edwards, what she did was study all of the startup pitches or the business pitches that happened on uh, Shark Tank and why specific businesses got funding from the investors and some did not or why specific TED talks get more views than others and it's pretty much about micro expression and knowing how to engage someone and also you know understanding or being aware when someone is not being truthful to you I think Vanessa Van Edwards calls it the lie detector and one thing I will, I, will, I, will, I will share with you guys for free is, for example, when you're texting and someone, you ask someone for a favor, and instead of them saying, for example, I will do it, they say, we'll do it, or I will come, they say, we'll come. What happens is, or, and you can also check this with yourself, what happens is they will omit the pronoun. 
they will omit the pronoun in the statement and and it's pretty much very human to you know distance ourselves from lies that's that's why you don't put the i check 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 it also on yourself when you're texting someone and someone asks you for something and you weren't really interested in helping them or you weren't really bothered in doing what whatever it is they're telling you to do most of the time you'll end up ignoring the pronoun in the sen- in the, in, the, in the sentence or the, or the statement so guys I, f- I find it very very important for you guys to dig deep listen to a lot of podcasts you know be self aware of you are because that's where fulfillment comes you i cannot explain the kind of fulfillment i get from doing sift because it's one of the things i love and why for me it's quite so easy to work on sift day in day out because someone might be wondering, like, you guys, you're always working the whole time. You're always on, you know, doing something on social media or you're, you're typing something. Because I also write books. I also write blogs. I do this podcast episode. I do marketing for a few businesses. And also have my side job, by the way. And I have to study at the same time. But I have to realize that for me, it's more of a passion. I enjoy doing it. It's more of growth. It's process of outcome. So, guys, really... Think about that. Really invest in your personal growth, in you developing skills, and first of all, being self-aware of you, who you are, and not doing something because now everyone is doing it. So it's really, really important. So on the next podcast, we will have Flickstore Kenya on our on our podcast, on the SIP podcast. So that's what we have next for you guys. And guys, remember, process over outcome. Have a productive week.